one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A frustration that I have with people is there's this belief that community should be easy or without compromise or sacrifice because community has so many gifts, but part of being in community is being with people who you aren't necessarily exactly aligned with and who you wouldn't necessarily be friends with. Community is different than friends. But if a community becomes bad for you, obviously I want you to get the heck out. And where that line is, where healthy sacrifice with plenty of benefits or necessary sacrifice with plenty of benefits. And nope, this is bad for me. Can be a really difficult line to try to suss out. And that is what we are going to be talking about today with Carrie. Carrie is someone who's gotten a ton out of her relationship with her church, but the community aspects of it are starting to really wear on her. We are going to try to figure out whether or not she should quit her church. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Carrie, I know you. Yes, it's me. (laughs) Surprise. Ariana selects our questions and she didn't know I know you. So when your face popped up on the Zoom, I was like, this Carrie? Oh, so good to see you. You too, Vanessa. Delightful. So Carrie, I know everything about you. Mm -hmm. Not everything, but I know a lot about you. But why don't you tell the people, how do you spend a Tuesday in your life? Oh, well, you know, okay. I swear Casper is not paying me to say this, but right now Tuesday is my nearness meeting, Uh which is a small group spirituality experience. And I have been getting so much out of that spiritually, and I'm really not getting the same thing out of my church. 
Tuesdays, I also have a lot of lessons. I'm a, I'm a musician. And uh, when I don't have a performance, I have a fair number of one-on-one students. And I love connecting with them on this individual level. So I start my morning with reading and spiritual connection. And then I'd go into musical connection with some young minds. <laughs> Shaping young minds. Yes. Okay. So you started to tell us a little bit about it. Your question is, should mm-hmm. you quit your church? What is your church and what current relationship do you have with it? My church is a very progressive Christian church, which is very different than what I grew up with. I grew up in a conservative denomination, not quite as extreme as what we see today, but that was kind of the basic context. So I found this church, it's very small, it's fully women-led, and it is fully open and affirming on all levels for all people and has an open communion table. So all of those things are green flags. I'm on two different committees, one of them being the executive board, which means I'm a decision maker, and I've written some of the things that are seen by the public, and I have a lot to do with shaping the church. And I'm really close with a lot of people there. But I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit of church burnout. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of years of a lot of church. So what do you feel burnt out on at church? A lot of it is just literally the time. I was actually the youth director at this church for a while. And in hindsight, that was not a good time for me to have that role. And that made me feel a lot of obligation to be there. And that that was not that was not great. So even though I've left that, I still have this like, oh my gosh, it's Sunday and this is what I have to do. But honestly, I only go like once a month and sometimes not at all. So even, you know, that's not the reality, but it still feels burdensome on my time. So it so it's like a psychological burden, even though you fe- don't feel like you're necessarily getting a lot out of it. Is that right? Yes. I don't like working on the weekends. So when Sunday comes, I'm like, no, this is this is not a day I should be I mean, I'm just the word obligated. I just feel really obligated to be there. And, you know, when I don't go, I'm not like ridden with guilt. I probably don't even think twice about it. But, you know, I'm a decision maker. There is a little bit of obligation to maintain the positions I have and be in that community. Okay. So, so far, this sounds really easy to me. You should quit. This is like (laughs) not giving you a lot of joy in your life. It's bringing you a little bit of resentment, like what, why wouldn't you quit? Well, I work for myself. I don't have work colleagues. I don't have children. Uh, my husband and I have very close knit social circles. So I have like three best friends that know everything about me and nobody else. So without this church, I don't have community in any way. And I, I don't seek it out. I don't want it somewhere else. You know, I've thought it through the levels. And one other aspect to it is that there are things that the community itself offers me that I want, Mm -hmm. that I still want to have. And it feels pretty sleazy to be like, bye, I'm out. And then, oh, but hey, I have a concert coming up. I'm going to send all of you 100 emails about it to get you to come. Mm -hmm. Or I want to host my concerts in your building, but I'm no longer a church member. Mm -hmm. You know? Is there a way for you to be a church member but not be so involved, like not be on the executive committee? And Yes, I think so. The 
the executive committee has a three-year term, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm exactly one year in. That doesn't mean I couldn't just say, hey, I can't. But part of it is that I have even less interest if I'm not involved in this way. If I'm not influential, if I don't feel like I matter, Mm -hmm. right, then I really don't care. Okay. So I'm of two minds right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really hearing what you're saying about community because I think community is in large part about sacrifice, right? We get Mm. so much from our communities and that means whatever it means, but it means sacrifices, right? It means having to put a bra on. It means having to pay dues. It means showering when you weren't in the mood, right? It means putting up with Mm -hmm. someone who's more of a hugger than you are or politely figuring out how to get out of the hug. But like we get so much out of it. And those are the dues of being part of the community. Mm -hmm. But those are the dues if it's worth it. If you're Mm -hmm. like, but I love being a part of this community and I feel very loved by it. And I feel loving and it brings out something wonderful in me that other things don't bring out in me. It fills my bucket in some way. Mm -hmm. And so does it fill your bucket in some way? Is this just a matter of like being frustrated with your community and maybe needing a little break from it because every community is annoying? That's a really good question. Um, Yeah, I think it does fill my bucket once I'm there, right? It's it's just the thinking about going and the guilt that only exists while I'm thinking about going or not. Mm. And then when I am there, I mean, you know, this is not a problem we're going to solve here, but like I would do different things with the service mm-hmm. if it were me, you know, whatever. That's going to be true at any organization, right? That's going to be true every meeting, knowing right. like half an inch about you. No matter where you are, you're going to be like, I could do this better in the best way. Let's be honest. You're a flautist. You like know how to get a precise note and watching other people be sloppy about it. You're like, no, no, I get it. Yeah. A lot of what I do in my life, I am completely in control of all the things. So when I'm at church, I just sort of like go through it and I don't obsess about what I'm not enjoying at the service. In past churches, even, I've been far more critical for excellent reason because they were bad. But, you know, I don't disagree with anything that's said here. And my church is doing some really awesome things in my town, and I want to be part of that. Like, I do really believe I ought to do something to make my city better. And even if I, if all I do is give money or, like, show up at just the meetings about this one project, I'm part of that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think what I'd really like to quit is the sense of obligation. And, mm-hmm. you know, my pastor, which who I'm really, I'm really close to her. Sometimes I think that she, out of love, convinces me to come by like asking me to play, you know, or giving me a task. And I think I'm not always the best about deciding when to say yes and no to those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me about this sense of obligation when you're deciding. Is this like an hour on Sunday morning before you go? Is this like looming over you all week? It's not looming, but it does feel pretty heavy when it's happening. And like, I do think that it's pretty easy for me to fall in one way or another. Like, yeah, I'm going or like, nope, not going. Mm -hmm. And it just, 
really, it makes me feel like I have one weekend day. And I I hate that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I am not currently so burdened by my work schedule that I can't handle one hour sometimes on Sundays. So I just, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But I do. I keep doing it. And I, yeah, that's my thought process. Carrie, what would a one-year break look like? Well, and see how it feels. Didn't we have that? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, we we didn't have that because there wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to contend with the feeling of missing out, right? It's true. I think that sounds like pretty good. It feels like a little scary, actually. It feels like a little, what? That's weird. Would I do that? I don't know. Because my gut right now, and I'd love to hear what you think about it, is kind of to run an experiment and like Mm. quit for a year and then really invest for a year. Mm. Say to the minister, I'm sorry, I need to take a break from the executive committee. You don't owe anyone an excuse. Just, Mm. I need this. And then try going back full two feet in. And see which of these things fills you up more. Because this one foot in, one foot out is stressing you out a little bit. I think I could really do that. I also think that's the kind, a kind thing to do. And like an example of how I think relationships should work. And I'm close enough to the people at the church that I'm happy to be open and vulnerable. And yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. And it has some trickiness, right? Like I would have to like put my obligations onto someone else. And, you know, I know enough about the goings on of the church that I know that it's not like a fantastic time for that. But at the same time, honestly, it's fine. So yeah, no, that's, that would be a really interesting experiment. And I do love the absolute freedom and clarity of that. Just like I am doing nothing. Mm-hmm. until blah, blah, date, whatever whatever that ends up being. So if you do that, can you imagine missing the church? Not missing it as in like Sunday morning comes and I'm like, oh, I wish I was at church, you know, but more like a friend who you don't talk to for a long time. And then as soon as you catch up with them, you're like, oh my gosh, I have missed you so much. Yeah. But I think just the thought of like, okay, this is the day you said you would go back And then how I feel in that moment, I think, would be really clear and indicative. Right. I don't know. Something we haven't talked about much is like, you know, I mentioned the nearness at the beginning. And the nearness can't offer me in-person community because the groups that you're in are spread out like all over the world. But it does provide an intimacy and like a a lot of common ground. You would think we would have at this church, but because Mm -hmm. this church is not a toxic place, everyone is encouraged to like you know, nurture their own beliefs and it, we're not, it's not dictated to us like exactly what we should all believe. So we are united, but not uniform in any way. And therefore we don't really dig into connection because that would require opening the door to what we might not agree on. And I've, I've yeah. been turned off by when I learned too much about someone, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that you were like that, you know? And I want them to be able to exist and have a place as long as they're not doing any harm. So I like that there's not a lot of intimate spiritual connection 
and it's what's missing. So I'm wondering if because I have this really satisfying spiritual community through the nearness, if I could lean into the physical nearby aspects of the church community. Yeah. And I also just like not every community needs to serve every part of you. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have multiple communities and multiple relationships. And so I love that you're sort of diversifying your community relationships. And maybe because of the nearness, you feel less reliant on the church. And so taking a time off Mm -hmm. means you can come back with intention for this new phase. Sometimes we just need a break from things. Yeah. And I think that of course it all, you know, it's not just like church isn't just church in my life. Like and if I feel like I need this break, it's not just because of this one thing, right? It's like because of other things going on. And I think it would serve those things well yeah. also. So I do I mean this is nitpicky, but like, I want to have a concert in the spring at the church, but I feel like I should wait till after Mm -hmm. that, right? Like, because then I'm not taking a break, right? I'm going to the building. I'm communicating with the people there. But if I did the concert, I almost feel like that would be a nice, like, bye for now. And it would give people time. I love that idea of like, the only thing I'm doing between now and the concert is the concert. Mm -hmm. And Concert day is going to be, and you don't have to say this to them, right? But like concert day is going to be my day back. And like you're throwing yourself a little party to try the phase of the next experiment. Yeah. I mean, I, I think concert day would have to be by and then. Oh, got it. Because got it, got I it. have to like promote the concert at yeah, yeah, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, I don't know, something we haven't talked about much is like, so of course. My job on the executive committee is taking notes, but I refuse to let it be called secretary because why would I do that? I'm the scribe. That's my name. And I literally, we just had our executive meeting like this past week. And I was like, what if I didn't come tonight? Like who would take notes? Which one of the men? Like make make the man do it. So I would like to find like the obvious candidate is like the only other millennial woman on the committee. So I would love to find a way to be like, what if we didn't make that her job? Mm-hmm. Just what if someone else experimented with this particular type of task and just engaged in in this task in this way? I think that would be a good practice for them personally. Yeah, I love that, right? Uh, if you're deciding to go on break, how do you go on break? Yeah, yeah. Who do you say? I think Bill should be the one who steps in for me. Mm-hmm. And this is how I think it should be done. I love that as being the next set of questions. I'm taking a break. What radical things do I want to do on my way out the door? Yeah. And you know what else this is asking of me that I just realized? I would probably have to give the website password to someone. And that's hard because I am protective over the beautiful website I have created. And if someone starts putting tacky stock photos... I'm not going to be pleased, right? But but that's not – I can't have the cake and eat the cake, you know. Nope. So – Oh, my God. This is going to be so good for you because you are going to have to let go of so much control. Yeah. I don't actually want the control as much as I want the break. And that's yeah. that's what you have – that's the point, you know, that you have to find. And 
just like the community aspect is enough to to make me want to stay connected, but my creative control is not enough to make me want to stay connected all the time with with no limits, you know. I mean, it sounds like one of the things you should quit during your break is looking at the website. It's just going to drive you up the wall. Don't I, look. I won't. I it will be very easy not to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Carrie, I'm so excited for you to have this season of being really involved and invested and getting your concert off the ground and then throwing yourself a goodbye party and being like, Bill, you 58-year-old white man, (laughs) here's the notebook. Mm -hmm. Best of luck to you. And other millennial women, you sit there and just have your good ideas and then like moonwalk your way out of there. Mm. Yeah, I think like this feels this feels so freeing. Like what I need is a break, not just to like let it go. And I appreciate the community aspect being reaffirmed, like what you said about requiring sacrifice because I do think community is worth some sacrifice. Yeah. But you can't you can't just do it 100% of the time, and I have been for my entire life. So and you're right, the pandemic was certainly not an actual break from literally anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a time, I I don't know. I'm relying on a cliche now, but there's just a season for everything. And there can be a season for solitude Mm. and for not owing anyone anything. And knowing that is also a sacrifice. Seasons of solitude mean that you don't get to see certain people like the, in, use the email list in the same way and control whether or not stock photos are on the website. (laughs) So like everything has a sacrifice. Yeah. I think enjoy the sacrifice involved in solitude and enjoy the sacrifice in community and figure out what balance is for you. But everyone deserves a break from everything. You know, I've put so much thought into this and it's incredible how much I never considered that. It was all or nothing or the in-between felt completely off like just don't go if you don't feel like it and like don't be on any committees like I don't know that just didn't that didn't scratch the itch so right. yeah these these types of conversations are so necessary and it doesn't matter how self-aware you are how self-reflective you are how many Brene Brown books you read you know you still like need to have these conversations to like see all of the different aspects of the thing well It's always a pleasure being in conversation with you. It was so good to see your face. Yes, so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. 99% of our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you're a regular listener, we would really love your support. Another way that you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. A couple of announcements. We have a tarot class that's on sale right now, an Emily Dickinson pilgrimage that's on sale right now, and we are going to have a summer camp in June. And you can find out more about all of that by going to notsorryworks.com. It's a pleasure as always to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Laura Lorber, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Federwish, Biddy, and Ari. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. Special thanks this week to Carrie for joining us, and thanks as always to Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Yaramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkyle, and Stephanie. Paul Sal. 
Before we go, we are going to play a piece by Telemann that Carrie is playing the flute to. And we thought that you would enjoy some of her music before we say goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.